I recently went to a storytelling slam where you had five minutes to tell a story. And I had prepared my story of weight loss and transformation to tell in the five minutes, but I didn't get picked. And so I've been practicing a five minute version of my story and didn't get to tell it. So I'm just going to tell it here because, you know, I know that my story has been told by me many, many times and there's never been a time constraint. I've done many podcasts about it, but I've never just kind of summed it up into five minutes. And so it's kind of interesting to do that. If you've never heard my full story, um, this is a nice little synopsis. So my story really started um, when I was nine, when I was nine years old and I was raised homeschooled in a religious cult, completely sheltered, no friends, no outside influences, no TV, no media, um, just with an older sister and older brother. And I was a happy kid. And uh, around the time that I turned nine, things in our household shifted a little bit. And I started to feel emotions that I couldn't really name, but now I know them to be loneliness, feeling a little left behind. My sister turned 11 when I turned nine and she started to stop you know, playing with me as much. She wanted to do her hair, think about the boys in church and read. And I was still wanting to color and roller skate and play. And so she didn't really want to play with me and I had a lot more time on my own. And then at that same time, my mom had gotten a job and she would always stay home and taking care of us kids. We grew all of our food. Um, she was a homemaker, but she got a job and so she would leave really early in the morning. So she would go to bed really early at night. So all of a sudden I found myself unsupervised and a lot more lonely, a lot more time on my hands. And one night I got up um, to get a glass of milk and I saw the bologna in the refrigerator and I thought, I'm going to make me a sandwich. And now eating at night was very, very against the rules. So I snuck a sandwich into my room and it was so much fun to drink a glass of milk and eat a sandwich in bed. And I got up and I did it again. And I ended up starting this habit where I would make a stack of bologna sandwiches and pour myself a glass of milk and eat in bed after everybody else had gone to bed. And pretty soon it was all I thought about all day long was when can I get home and or when can everybody go to bed so I can go to my room and eat. And then I started to buy junk food and put it under my bed so that at night I'd have chips and candy to go with my sandwiches. And this became everything. Food became my best friend. It became the thing that I ran to. If I felt sad, didn't matter. I just went and ate something. If I was lonely, I'd go to my room, shut the door and eat. It became my number one coping skill. And the problem is I was surrounded by love and a lot of really great things, but food became my vice and my best friend. And the thing about a vice and a best friend is that it's it's really fast. I could have gone and gotten a hug. I could have looked for some other outlets for my energy, but food was instant. It was an instant distraction and an instant fix. And so I never learned other coping skills and I certainly didn't learn to appreciate what I already had. So as I became a teenager, I was gaining weight and starting to realize, you know, the boys at church aren't going to pick me. They're going to pick my pretty thin sister. So I'm probably going to be alone forever. I'm not very lovable because I'm ugly and I'm fat. And that was very depressing. And so I ate more. And eventually um, I was just same size as my mom, who was, you know, an adult. <laughs> and so I went to college after high school. And all of a sudden I had to learn how to socialize. And I looked weird. We dressed like Laura House, Little House on the Prairie characters. My mom sewed our clothes. We wore jean skirts. I looked weird and I never had to interact with other kids. And so I ate more and I started going to the computer lab and talking in chat rooms. 
and I met a boy who didn't care that I was fat, who didn't care that I was weird. He said I was beautiful and I was addicted to that. So age 19, I was married, had a baby, heavy, overweight. My husband worked so I could stay home and take care of our baby. And I was in a really controlling, abusive relationship from go. But I got to stay home, watch TV, and play with my baby. We got a TV. I'd never had one before. And it was the perfect thing to keep me entertained. And it was great to eat in front of the TV. So eventually, as my son grew up, I got bigger and bigger. I got more and more sheltered with my husband's control. And that was just the way my life was. I coped with all of it by eating more. Eventually, my son went to school. And my husband let me go back to school. So then I started going to classes and I had to be around people and it was really tough. I just kept my head down. I didn't want anybody to look at me. I was so stressed out. I was so busy taking care of my family plus going to school full time. So I would study at Chinese buffets between classes. I would hit drive throughs on the way to classes. I would stay up late at night studying, eating ice cream. I didn't need a spoon. I used an Oreo cookie to dig out the strawberry ice cream and eat it bite by bite that way. And it was tough and I got bigger and bigger and it all finally changed one day when I walked into an accounting class and my classmate looked up and she saw me and she said, oh, hey, Kristen, you look nice. And I didn't look nice. I was wearing a skirt the color of baby poop. My shirt was this long brown flowing shirt, brown shoes, and I was 400 pounds. My hair was hanging in my face. I didn't I didn't want to be noticed. And she looked up and complimented me. And she wasn't seeing all of that that I just described. She actually saw me. And for the first time, I stopped and thought, what if I, what if I tried a little harder? And I started to take care of my parents just by wearing clothes that were a little bit nicer for school. And I started to do my hair. And she became my friend and started to support me in these ideas of maybe I could lose a little weight. Maybe I could lose a little weight in time for my sister's wedding, and I did. Maybe I could start to exercise in my living room, and I did. And all of a sudden, that idea snowballed into maybe I could stand up for myself. Maybe I don't have to be treated this way at home. Maybe I am worth something. And that snowballed, and eventually I started swapping my vices from sitting on the couch watching TV all the time to sitting on a therapist's couch. And I traded Chinese buffets for salad bars. And I traded working out at home for eventually going to a gym and working out. And I started to get confidence and belief in myself. And I was able to leave my abusive husband, start my life on my own. And it just kept going from there. I continued to lose weight. I had a weight loss surgery that helped me lose 80 pounds in a year. And I continued from there, trading in more vices for better ones, large pizzas for medium pizzas, um, sitting on the couch watching movies to picking up running, running marathons. All of my vices, the things that I used to cope with life, one by one, I was able to pick up and swap for something a little bit better. And that's been the key to getting healthy, to getting my life back, was answering that question, what if I am worth it? What if I could? Starting where I was and trading one thing out for something better, one thing at a time. That is the magic of believing in yourself. And my, my vice now is the feeling of making myself proud. My vice now is me. I've learned that I am the most important asset in my life. I am my best friend. My bologna sandwiches at night kept me company. Now I can keep me company because I have a reputation of taking care of myself with myself. And it all started with one small step, 
one swap at a time, one better choice. Time passes anyway. That all started a decade ago. I still have work to do on my vices and on my habits and on my coping mechanisms, but I got the rest of my life to continue to hone it down. So the moral of the story is your life doesn't have to stay the same for one more day. Just grab that idea that maybe you could, maybe you are worth something. Believe it and go do something that proves it to yourself. So that's my story. A little longer than five minutes right here, but I hope it inspires you. I hope that you'll share this episode with someone else that needs to be inspired. My story needs to count for more than just the fact that my pants fit better. And that would be a really, really great legacy to leave. So go and ask yourself, maybe I could. Could I? And then do it today. Welcome to your daily dose of encouragement, motivation, and empowerment with Kristen Smith. I hope you like hearing my story in a few minutes. Again, share it with somebody. Send it to somebody. Let other people know that transformation is possible. And go have a great day.